0: I'm Kate Northrup
1: and I'm Mike Watts and we're partners in life, love and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization and making a life, not just a living.
1: Welcome back to Project Life with Mike Watts. This is Mike Watts.
0: That is not the name of our podcast.
1: Oh yeah. Welcome to the Kate and Mike show. (laughs) This (laughs) This is Mike
0: who's out to lunch now you haven't even recorded an episode of that podcast in like months
1: <laughs> I, I haven't
0: maybe you're ready to start maybe
1: i'm ready to start since i just this did is that. the kate and mike show <laughs> this, this, is this is kate this is mike
0: welcome these um, are
1: these are not that's not a planned intro
0: if intro. you're not here for the kate and mike show you feel free to find another welcome podcast. i
1: think you should just stay
0: it's like when those flight you know the flight attendant yeah. says if you're not going to denver now is a great time to get off the airplane
1: which is kind of funny because the amount of i wonder how many people actually end up on the plane that are not supposed to i go have ended up on the wrong plane there really
0: <laughs> how? Yeah, I don't
1: there's know. so many checks like well i guess there's only one person there didn't scanning used to in. be though no, no you know not back in the day no
0: I've also but, missed a flight two times because I was eating an ice cream cone.
1: I rem- I missed a flight because <laughs> I was editing a video.
0: Oh, I remember, remember
1: that. remember on our, uh-huh. uh, when I was flying to San Francisco to meet yeah. you early in our.
0: For my birthday.
1: Yeah. But I was editing your birthday video. So it was kind of funky, which I, now I don't know where that is.
0: I'm sure you probably put it hidden on YouTube, right?
1: No, i tried to find it. I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, that was really? a bummer. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Um, I don't know. You know, I have a couple of stories of lost, like, this is kind of the perfect thing because Mercury is still in retrograde. For those of you who don't know what that is, the planet Mercury appears to be moving backwards based on the sort of celestial cosmic orientation going on right now. It's a three week thing. It happens... Definitely twice a year, possibly three to four times a year. If
1: you pay attention to social media and you're friends with people that follow the, I, the planets, I, you feel like Mercury, Mercury is in retrograde like every week. It
0: happens a lot. Jennifer Rasiopi is my favorite astrologer. She's our resident astrologer in origin. And something really fun is that we sort of brought her in as a surprise for the origin empresses. This is our membership. And now repeatedly we get the feedback that one of the main reasons people stay is for the cosmic weather updates from jennifer (laughs) so i love that anyway she gives us specific cosmic weather updates having to do with mothering and business but you can learn more about mercury retrograde from her but basically it's a time where it's a good time to review your work review the year slow down go within and. Things having to do with communication and travel and technology tend to be a little wonky. It's not a great time to start projects, but it's a good time to to kind of like tie up loose ends. Mm-hmm. Why am I talking about Mercury Retrograde?
1: I'm not sure. You just started going down this path. and I don't know.
0: Oh, because I was going to say during this time of Mercury Retrograde, people have technology issues and you were just talking about losing a video. Um, So one time my mom gave my laptop to my cousin without it occurring to her to take a look at what was in it. And he wiped the entire thing. I'm getting to a point here in a minute. And another time I lost an entire, wiped a hard drive by accident. And another time my laptop was stolen. So... Those are great opportunities when we lose like digital files, photos, videos, you know, recorded video, things like that. It's a great opportunity. It's like so heart wrenching because it's like, oh my God, I'm never going to get those photos back. I'm never going to get that writing back. You know, it's gone, but it's also an opportunity for a clean sweep and to know that the memories that you need to have, you can trust that you have them and that any pieces of creativity that that creative force is still within you and you can create new stuff and it's a good clean sweep of sort of the digital ephemera that can weigh us down so Hmm. um as somebody who's lost all my data three times i can say you survive it Mm -hmm. anyway that is completely unrelated but it was a side mercury retrograde sidetrack
1: i like it uh how do you feel so last week we did this whole podcast about like we're in the stuff i know how do you feel now
0: well it was so cute my best friend from growing up ellen who is a frequent kate and mike show listener ellen fullen shout out
1: we just saw her you had your i
0: just saw her we had coffee last week plus we also got together with my there's a group of nine of us from high school. I am one of those weirdos who keeps in touch with my friends from high school. Well, really from childhood. I've known almost all of them since I was like five. You're not
1: weird. I think that's more common than you think.
0: Really? I So many people I know are never keep in touch with high school friends. Yeah. Or friends from childhood because they're just like, I don't have anything in common with them anymore. And anyway, I love these women, and we all got together for the first time in four years. We all stood on the beach with our significant others and our children, (laughs) basically with one guy looking at the weather app, watching a thunderstorm (laughs) impending coming at us for like an hour and a half, uh, wondering if it was going to hit or not, and finally we decided that the thunder it was, was timing. Well, it was, eat, also you know, it was also time. Yeah. Anyway, it's um, cool. But, like to
1: think about, sorry to interrupt yeah. you there, but I was just thinking about the picture that we took that had, you know, it was the husbands or the partners of these, of all the girls and then all their kids and all our kids. Right. And just think back to that picture that we have that was framed from, I think it was our wedding Lindsay's or so wedding. or Lindsay's wedding. That was pretty much just like the girls and their partners. Yeah. And there's a few kids, but few not, kids. like, the, how it's grown. It's now pretty cool. Now almost
0: all of us have kids. But anyway, so I was having coffee with Ellen last week. I do not get to see her as often as I would like, but I love her dearly. And she texted me yesterday, and she was like, Oh, my God, I listened to the podcast. I didn't realize, like, basically what a shit show your life is. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me while we were at coffee? And I was like, well... I just didn't want to like barrage you with the you know because it would have taken the entire hour coffee date to tell her all the things so instead she listened to the podcast (laughs) that was kind of funny anyway so shout out to ellen and Mm -hmm. yes i feel way better since last week so just quick life update after we recorded that podcast my breast milk also (laughs) plummeted my milk supply kind of plummeted and so there was a whole thing about that But I went on a nursing vacation. Mike supported me and booked me a nursing vacation with Ruby. So we went to this beautiful place called the Inn by the Sea in Cape Elizabeth, Maine. And it's a dog-friendly hotel in case anybody has a dog would like to travel with. super beautiful on the ocean. And uh, Ruby and I spent like 36 hours just together. It was the only time we've ever had just the two of us. She's only four months old, so it's not like you know, it's been that long, but still it was really sweet. Cause after you mean
1: besides the whole time that you grew her. Well, yes. Inside of it's you. It's different.
0: Oh, okay. Cause like when you <laughs> yes, have two I'm kids, aware. you're never actually really just with your baby. And I realized, wow, I haven't spent time just with Ruby, right? Cause there's Penelope and there's trying to make dinner and there's the, all the things instead of just, I literally just sat in a hotel and like nursed and laid around and watched the red table talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and her mom Adrian and Willow Smith on Facebook. Really great little show that it they It is a good show. I um, like it. I shouldn't say little show. That's sort of derogatory. It's a great show period. I just mm-hmm. mean short show. <laughs> Each episode is like 18 minutes long. So yeah Milk Supply is back in full force. Thank you to a beautiful woman Tiffany Carter Skillings in Maine. She's an awesome lactation consultant and midwife. She helped me boost the milk supply and uh, Ruby slept way better last night it's amazing how one night of good sleep can make you feel like a new person
1: mm-hmm. and she's still been sleeping now for over an hour yeah she's Long taking nap. a nap mm-hmm. yeah been good nap for her cool
0: how are you feeling
1: uh better my skin's definitely way better way better hopped up on all these steroids though that the dermatologist gave me so
0: prescriptions are remarkable
1: oh yeah they they really mask the problem
0: they really mask the symptoms super um
1: (laughs) which is good because i actually debated so for this is i actually went through a conscious decision to take them so instead of just telling me what the doctor told me to do i actually didn't take them for two days after she's prescribed them and i just sat and looked at them and i you know i checked in with myself and on I decided to hold off one day extra and it was just like I'm in pain like I feel like I'm in pain and I was like or I didn't feel like I was in pain I knew I was in pain because my skin hurt so bad I was like okay let's just do it and yeah so I started taking them and everything's cleared up a bit and I've been doing lots of meditation I ordered the Jovi light um, not the full not the big one but the middle one tell Um, people
0: what that is because I don't think people know
1: it's it's like uh I don't really understand it fully but it's this it's like getting red light into your system which is healthy for you you have just go to j-o-o-v i believe is what it is i don't really fold and you know the whole thing our friend jess ortner i was talking to her last week she's from the tapping solution she's at. we're gonna have her on the podcast actually she's got a new book coming out to talk about tapping stuff and she was like yeah i've been doing this thing all the time and she's like it's really helping with my skin for because she's pregnant And so she doesn't have stretch marks and she's not, you know, they're not happening. And she believes like a lot of it comes from the standing in front of the light for 15 minutes in the morning and her brothers had some skin problems in his whole life. And this light is helpful as well. But I mean, I feel like a lot of it is it's really how I was handling and processing stress, you know, the more I think about it. And I know that these steroids are helping me get through, you know, just allowing the skin to feel better, which is great. And I'm starting to feel better. Which I'm really excited about, but, uh, yeah, overall I think things are going, Penelope and I had a good time while you were gone and yeah, I just like, I've been meditating every day and just breathing throughout the day and just figuring out how to, when I start to feel a little like tense, it's like, how do I process that in a different format? And ideas are starting to flow like that haven't in a while. So I'm just like I was with lunch with my buddy yesterday. We were busting things out left and right. And I was like, I'm not supposed to be thinking about doing anything right now. So it's like to really chill out. Just. Yeah, just relaxing is like taking getting the bare minimum of items that need to get done. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast before. It's like, what are their bare minimums? And you called it something else that I can't remember but the bare the necessity vital few. the vital few that's from darren hardy and you so it's like the
0: vital few
1: yeah from darren hardy and so for me it's been what are those things every single day like what's the one thing i need to get done today that's going to continually move like yesterday i had a new i have a new client coming on board for consulting so those doors are opening back up slowly but there was a few people that reached so the door <laughs> slowly <is>
0: slowly opening.
1: <laughs> slowly but um yeah it's like I the last week was so hard I didn't get the contract and we knew we weren't starting for two weeks anyway But basically I just knew I had to get it done for him yesterday So I got that out to him so he could do his thing and review it and get back to me with any questions that he has So it was like that was the one thing they need to get taken care of yesterday So and then I have one thing that needs to get done today So it's like just working on what those one or two things are every single day and getting very clear what that is to allow myself to heal, get back into the flow of things
0: there's also a book called the one thing the one thing which i think is about that i have yet to read that book but i've heard really great things about yeah
1: it. it's uh yes it's very do less yes it is it's very do less
0: we are just really doing less right now just we are next week uh, in
1: one form like i guess because then we're not in other right so like we're doing less in some things but then not in other things like we're parenting two children instead of
0: one child well, yes i mean there are some life basics that you can't we can't do right. less parenting <laughs> no i can't do less nursing like right you know there are certain things that just have to get done do less is not do nothing mm-hmm. a lot of people hear it and they initially are like well i can't do i can't do i can't just sit around and do nothing and i'm like i am not saying do nothing i am saying do less so Anyway, we've got August, two weeks in August, next week and the week after are completely off for our company. I wrote a blog that is coming out tomorrow about sort of the behind the scenes of that and the benefits of taking a real break. 41% of people still work on their vacations. And there are some staggering statistics about how little vacation time people take, even though they have the vacation time. And what we found... Up until pretty recently is that we ended up like still working on vacations and even though we can work from anywhere we could be in cool places but we were still working on the vacation and it's different to say i'm going some other new place to work versus I am taking a break from work and there's so many benefits for your health and well-being from taking a real break meaning you have no deliverables you're not needing to check in on email you're not needing to check in on social media like a real break so company-wide we're taking a real break for two weeks the next two weeks and I'm pretty excited about that and that allows our team to not have to overwork the weeks before the break to get everything done is just like full stop. Nothing needs to happen for two weeks. And I feel really great about that.
1: Which means there will be no podcast for the next two No podcast, no blog. Because we're not producing any content output for the company. Yeah, there's not any restra- or things that need to go out. So it's cool. I mean, that's we can talk about another podcast about how, I mean, we've talked about this, the structure of our company and our philosophy behind it. But I mean, that goes into kind of a little bit more detail of what we're talking about today, about the gratitude. Of, oh, yeah.
0: We actually I totally forgot about our Kate, topic. <laughs> Kate and I sat down
1: to record a podcast. We planned it all out. We put it in the calendar. We sat down and we come down. We're like, what are we talking about? Kate goes, I don't know. Let's what, you know? And I was like, what's just, our list?
0: For listeners, if you have podcast topics you'd like us to cover, please, please, please just comment on one of our social media posts. Yeah. Email in info at com, Direct message Mike on Instagram, Mike J. Watts. Those are all great ways to tell yep. us. What you'd like to hear about
1: and one day we're going to figure out how to do a call-in show we just have to plan that in advance so that'll probably come this fall i want to do a call-in show and take questions That'd live the so this the topic today is the ways we use gratitude in our business and life so that's what we're going to talk about today okay how we go about using gratitude but like kind of kick it off with the the company standpoint and the way we look at the year right let's just take the year And it's being grateful for the folks that work with us, like our company. And, oh, random, this is, I will come back. I'm putting a, what's it called when you put a break? I'm putting a break. Someone asked about the train depot recently because we talked about this a good while ago about putting an offer in on train depot earlier this year about having our offices. We did not get the bid. So we are not moving or we're not having the office at the train depot here in our town. Which is great. Well,
0: as of right now.
1: Right. There's a guy that won the bid and he's going to open it and he wants to turn it possibly into offices. So we could technically... It's
0: possible that we could rent it. We
1: could rent it. But I'd prefer to like own something and have an income structure built into what we're doing.
0: It is my vision to own a building in town for our offices and possibly for guests in the future.
1: Yeah. But it was one of those things that we would have added to our docket
0: it would have been a terrible idea Is
1: docket the right word i just that just came to me know. i don't know it would have been a really bad idea basically because it, like, it would have been right before ruby terrible. was born like was, and then we'd have was to manage it
0: before it was just,
1: it, it was no in like looking at it yeah it was just not and it's a historical building and then the first like 10 feet of the actual property are owned by main transportation because of the train tracks are right there so it's like you're getting into a whole thing that we don't understand
0: when we got the email that we didn't get the depot i was totally relieved. yeah there was a lot of relief and that's how i knew
1: yeah so yeah down the line there'll be something that we know is right for us but it is it's during this process of looking for like office space for the company and team to work out of it's looking at let's just say from the business owner perspective and then we'll go into more details from our business perspective of what we're doing on a daily basis. And then Kate and I will just summarize what we do for ourselves at personally at home. But I mean, I just happened to pull up the average income for people that work in the United States of America. Right. And I just, and I just looked at it and was like, we're actually paying the folks that are working with us more than that to, and they're not even working what quote unquote, what is a full-time 40 hours a week. Right. And like the, what is considered full-time job. And we're taking and then they also get like a bunch of time off, right? It's because we're taking full two weeks of shutdown for
0: August and at the end of the year in December. Yeah, August
1: and December. So that we are shut down as a company because I always like I've worked in corporate America before. I've worked in many jobs. You know, I've had, oh my gosh, the amount of jobs that I've had in my lifetime is crazy. But the one thing I never understood is like, why do people have to work on their birthdays? I always thought that was dumb. And then, so I always, when I used to work with Philip Morris, I used to tell my employees, like, if I ever have a company, the people get their birthdays off and they'd be like, oh, that's cool. And so everybody in our company gets the birthday off. And if it falls on a weekend, they get to take the Friday or Monday, they're choosing what they can do. So it's from the perspective of how do we actually want to run our organization that still allows everybody to be productive and to accomplish and get things completed. So. As the owners of our company, I want to allow freedom, right? It's because our business is also more virtual than it is saying like we have a store, right? Like a retail storefront at this moment in time. So it allows for flexibility for people to be all over the United States, all over the country or the world, et cetera. Cause we've had people in, we have people in multiple countries that work for us and so it's allowing that flexibility to take place. So they, because they have lives, they're busy. They don't need to dedicate their entire life to Mm -hmm. our organization. I don't expect that for Kate and I, that's like our expectation for us because it is our business, right? So it's having the gratitude space for the folks that are working with us and then treating them correct and and treating them good. I them well, treating them well. Sorry. Yeah. Good thing. I was, uh, proofreader to review everything that I write and say, but I have worked in organizations that were like, I'm reading this book called dirty money, dirty, dark money right now. That's all about the money influencing the political world and how it's been going on for years and years and years. And the first six or seven chapters I'm on right now are about the Koch brothers and how they've run their organizations. And so this goes into it's like the manipulation that they've done behind the scenes. Just It's like we'll just pay the fines. Like the big banks do this too. Is like they'll just pay the $50 million fine because they're making $3 billion in profit. So it's fine to take advantage of people. Like Wells Fargo just got hammered on this over the last couple of years because they've been creating fake accounts to boost profits, right? And revenues. And so it's taking advantage of consumers. And it's this, it's a lot of it is to make sure that the stock price goes up from a public organization to keep the shareholders happy all this stuff and i just read this morning about this to this father that started you know he's like 80 percent shareholder in cbs and viacon is redstone and then his daughter and him are like in fighting like how they're like fighting about who's going to control the company and what to do with them and then that she wants to like bring the companies <laughs> back together so it's easier to sell off right and i'm just like looking at that and i'm like that is not making the world somewhat of a better place it's keeping the wealth in these pockets of these individuals and then you look at somebody like lebron james this week where he just created, launched a school that is basically free and it's all supported it, like it's all being private i don't know how it's all being privately funded but it's a free kit for kids to go there and it's i want to have a company and an organization that operates more about the lebron james aspect of the world right where we're able to operate in a way that is grateful we're being grateful for the people that work for us as well as they feel that they're taken care of as we are supporting their livelihoods not 100 percent, like on us but at least a good chunk of what that is for them if they choose to work with us and then also they also feel like they're adding value to the world and then also like we're taking care of them as well So I don't know if you have anything you would like to add on that.
0: Yeah, well, so I'll just give some specific examples of how we actually practice gratitude within our company because it's easy to say, well, we're just grateful. You know, we're just grateful. And it's like, that's very yeah, that's not, And we are, no. we're very grateful people. But what does that actually look like in practice? How, how could you incorporate some more specific gratitude into your company? And luckily, uh, Alicia just walked in as we were recording and she gave me some specific examples. So Alicia reminded me that about the birthdays within our company, that we really honor people on their birthday. They can take their birthday off we we we're a big giffy culture led by licia she loves the gifts <laughs> or is it gifs? gifs G-
1: it's giffies. Giffies.
0: yeah G- um, yeah jif
1: yeah. is like that white thing isn't that the white stuff that you get at the grocery store no that's GIF.
0: called fluff jif is a <laughs> no but it's a brand name
1: right or something jif
0: is a brand of jiffy is a brand of peanut butter
1: yeah don't use that guys yeah <laughs> Anyway, it's like some sort of oil that's in feel free to in use it. your Giphy's good. in yeah, your, your company. Giphy. It's G-I-P-H-Y. So a
0: giffy is a little moving picture. It's like a meme somewhat. It's like a boomerang video so anyway on people's birthdays within our company everyone drops in a giphy to celebrate them and there's various ways that we celebrate them and and just like use gratitude for who they are one thing that we've learned because everybody on our team when they join our team takes the the five love languages quiz is that we learn what their love language is and actually for most of our team the number one way they receive love the best is words of affirmation so we focus on celebrating people verbally for how great they are. And sometimes, Lisi is particularly amazing at this, she will write out a very long appreciation list for every single person in our company and specifically shout out things that they're doing great. And it feels so good to read it. I know everyone feels good reading everybody else's and about themselves. And it's such a beautiful way to be in gratitude for our team. You know, one thing that we'll notice is that It's really easy to complain about what people aren't doing or what is not happening in the world or what's wrong with the world. Our brains automatically filter for the negative. I think it's probably a survival mechanism. I don't know. But when we focus on what's going well and focus on the gratitude for, oh my gosh, you know, the way that that person. Formats the blog post every single week without fail. You never have to remind them. Things like that. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's so incredible how you, you know, yesterday, how you unpacked the car for me when I got back from my nursing vacation, things like that. When we put our attention instead on what we're grateful for, we get more of it. I mean, you just, you get what you pay attention to (laughs) for the most part. Obviously, sometimes you just get things that are awful regardless, and I'm not blaming people for, you know, their circumstances, but We do tend to what we pay attention to grows for the most part. So that comes really back to gratitude. If you are finding yourself in a place of being irritated with your team, irritated with your spouse, irritated with your kids, I would put in a specific practice of making a gratitude list for specific things that they've done, acknowledging what is working daily. Because when, you know, with kids, right? When Penelope is an awesome listener, I say to her, you are being such an awesome listener right now. Thank you so much. Because I want to celebrate the behavior that I'm looking for more than I am reprimanding her for not being a good listener. Mm -hmm. Because it works Yeah, for everybody. Everybody feels better when you do that. No, Um, because
1: even after when we went out to the Inn by the Sea the other day and we were with you and she was like not listening at all and running around like crazy we walked to the car and i said you know i was just like penelope it wasn't i forget the exact thing i ended up saying but i was like you it's like you just you did so well but you failed to you kept running away and that's not good or it's not like it's, i can't remember the, this you told her you horrible. failed basically like not in a that way but it was But then I, you know, I sandwiched it in where it's like, this is what you did really well. This is why this didn't go well. This is why mom and dad were upset, you know, because of the running around and.
0: A gratitude sandwich.
1: Yeah, it's gratitude sandwich. So, and then she was like, okay. And then we came home and everything was great, you know, and in the car, once we got in the car, she was good. But it was just from the, it's having the real conversations with her about those things.
0: Right. But when you are wanting to give somebody feedback Using a gratitude sandwich is really effective. Like, hey, I'm just going to give a random example. Hey, honey, I thank you so much for unpacking the car for me. That was amazing. I can't, I mean, you know what, this is going to be a really bad example because I can't think of anything.
1: I'm going to stop you there because there's a time and place for mm-hmm. that, right? It's so. That's why
0: this is a bad example. Yeah,
1: this is not. No, <laughs> this is like you're. But like
0: with Penelope. Hey, P, you did so great listening at the farm today When we were at the pool, you didn't listen as well. But I'd love it if, you know, you listened at the pool like you did at the farm. Like that could be a better example of like referring to a time when she did it really well. So that it's not just like you suck. Why aren't you listening? Is that a better example?
1: I think so. I I mean, so we've kind of like jumped around here. But (laughs) there's also a place for being very direct, right? And so I think what happens a lot of times with what you're sharing right now is we try to make it too gratitude sandwichy and the reality is like just be direct with somebody and that'll be much better like it just solves so many problems right as well and it it can create problems as well but it's what kate referred to earlier with alicia sharing because our team is like it's like a love factory or something i guess you could say
0: a love fest
1: yeah love fest you just went into a whole another thing with love factory no that's not come on guys get your head out of the gutter we're talking about a love fest where we're sharing amazing inspiration with other people and like that doesn't come naturally to me. Right. And so when I read these, <laughs> when I, <laughs> when I read How true. <laughs> these things where it's just like, cause my brain is like revenue, money, pay our people. Like keep selling products, keep putting things in the world. How can we bring better ideas? What can we do differently? And then what can we do to help other? Like it's what what can we do with our money to also help people, right? So it's like, that's the way my brain thinks. So I'm like, okay, I don't need to have a whole dialogue of like how everybody's awesome every day, right? But that's, it's it's teaching me to be grateful in a different form for me. So you never know how this is going to come across because... Like, it just, it just isn't how I think. Like, this to,
0: Mike's version of a <laughs> gratitude email would be thanks, period.
1: Yeah, you're doing great. You know, it's <laughs> what keeps coming to mind, and this is not what it is, but it's like verbal diarrhea. Like, that's what keeps coming to mind. It's like, there's so much love. And I'm just like, let's just, but it's as Kate said, like, this is what people love words of affirmation inside of our team. So it makes sense. It does. And so for me, it's actually retraining myself about what is functioning and the truth is as i've stepped aside from running the day-to-day operations in our company and has taken over we've grown you know like the company grows <laughs> right and so it allows it's because
0: it's a love fest
1: it's a love fest right and so it's because there is this <laughs> hi ruby ruby is like so happy penelope at this time was like sick because of her eczema And so there's so many smiles all the time with Ruby. It's amazing. But so it's with the, it's also understanding that your, like my, I should say my gratitude wasn't always led with that. It was a lot of the negative piece, which you said, like, who's going to take advantage, like somebody's going to take advantage of us. How do we keep this? show. So it was a lot of, because that's what's happened. So like in Philip Morris, when I was running this, these two lines, like that's what it was always about. Somebody was going to step on somebody else's toes. How can we get out of doing this? How do we have to avoid doing the work that we're going to be doing? And then other people would just show up. But then there was like 10% of the employees that were causing 90% of the issues. Like I remember this woman was avoiding, she just did one want to do her work. And I had to bring her into the office and she just stood up and started yelling at me 6 inches from my face. You know, with the union advisor was there and I walked out and the whole this whole dialogue went down but I was just like because when I think back now like let's say the learnings that I have now because at that time I was like a 25 year old guy coming into this plant and it's like I look at it now and just say, well what else was going on with her like there could have been something that happened at home there could be something going on with her kids there could be something else that's happened with previous supervisors like there's so many other things that are taking place there So when we do have people that are working or when we're working or we go to work and we see our neighbors like there's lots of things that are taking place like we shared last week on that episode about all the stuff going on in our lives like that's probably happening every single day with somebody around us. Oh, absolutely.
0: So I would say also Philip Morris is probably not a company run with gratitude as one of its core values.
1: No. When the CEO shows down
0: of that is apparent.
1: Yeah. When the CEO shows up at your plant that is armed bodyguards around (laughs) him. like, yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah. But that's a, a great
0: example of the difference, right? Obviously, you know, Philip Morris is a giant company. Their product is cigarettes. It's something that's killing people. We run a very small organization of like, 10 people and our product is inspiration so it's very different but still it's really important to know like what would happen you know think about for you listening if you have a job how would it feel if on a monthly basis you were receiving a written genuine with giphys (laughs) report on everything Like, that's so amazing about you and that you've been doing well. You know, studies show that people actually are not motivated by money. They're motivated by being part of something bigger than themselves, recognition, being challenged. And so we know that in our team, A, it just feels good to be grateful. But B, we are thinking about what motivates people, what makes people want to stay. Because we have a rock star team and We don't want them going anywhere. A, we love them and B, they're awesome. And Mm -hmm. we don't want, you know, if somebody leaves, then it's a whole deal with, you know, having to retrain them and all that stuff. And so teams that are grateful are sticky. You know, people want to stick around when they feel appreciated. And it's so huge. I think it's more important to appreciate your people even than to incentivize them with raises or financial, you know, gains or whatever. Not that both aren't important.
1: Yeah, there's uh, so many ways, like money is important in everybody's lives because that's how we are surviving. But then there's other things that that people need. Katie's like losing it over here because Ruby is like staring at me across the table.
0: She just like hears Mike's voice and she's, she's craning just turning. her neck back like, oh, that's my dada. I hear my dada's voice.
1: It felt, I think it's in your... No, it's down um, here. Sorry, Sorry. we're
0: (laughs) (laughs) Throwing binkies around.
1: No, it's everyone is motivated by something. Some people are motivated like by money, right? And so I've shared, it's like looking at revenue. Like I have been very money motivated for a long time. But there's also an underlying thing behind the money, right? It's not just the money. There's something else that it was looking for freedom. It was looking for whatever that may be that comes down the line that might work for you. Maybe it's somebody that just wants a nice pair of clothes. Like maybe somebody wants to buy... A nice bag like a nice purse right and like you know or maybe it's somebody just wants to put food on their table or shelter over their head and just have a place to sleep that night and so you, it's figuring out and learning from the people that are around you even if you think about like if you work at a job and you have people that report to you let's say it's one person right it might be your assistant it might be like a coworker, but just like even at your work is to think about how to train yourself like for me i'm sharing this example of me training myself to accept gratitude to read Cause I remember Lisa used to send those things out or the team would send them out. I wouldn't read them all. I would just like browse through it, but now I'm like reading them and then trying to respond. You know, it's like thinking about that time for me to respond to try to it's upping my gratitude enjoyment in my game. And so even at work, it's like send a Giphy to your coworker and just say, thanks for being here on this. It might be a super bummer day and it might be gray outside and people would be complaining about the weather or, you know, they had a hard time last night. And it's just like, send this, you know, cause like, thanks for showing. Yeah. Me. Thanks for showing up. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool thing to do with your team. So that's how we kind of do that. So yes, we've talked about like vacation time. We've talked about pay for on so far for our team. We've talked about the birthdays we've talked about. It's like getting them together. Like soon we'll have a live event here in Maine. Oh, dropping, dropping hints,
0: dropping hints,
1: dropping hints. November. Oh, Oh, what's the date? Eighth, November 8th.
0: Save the date, November 8th. We're not telling you what it is, but not yet.
1: It'll, you'll know soon after our hiatus, after our
0: hiatus, we'll be announcing. But also, you know, I believe we really do run. Like we have one of the best teams in the industry Mm -hmm. for sure. There's no drama. We love each other. Yeah, I genuinely love to hang out with these people. I'm so honored to do work with them every day. Well, I don't, I'm not working every day right now, but (laughs) they're working and we're just like, I'm just so grateful that these are the people we're with on this journey. And so if you are also looking to build a team, we are running a program coming this fall called the Ultimate Online Business Playbook. So you can get on the wait list for that at katenorthup.com forward slash playbook. If you are looking, we only have a limited number of spots for that program. So another example of how we use gratitude in our business is that in our online community in origin, the other reason people stay in a community, like in a membership, we're talking customer retention now, is because they feel appreciated and celebrated and like they matter. And so within customer service, for sure, you know, Lisa and Mary, our customer service Our ladies who work in customer service are incredible at giving gratitude to our customers and just responding back with kindness, with grace, with gratitude. So, so, so important in customer service to just have beautiful communication that's centered in gratitude always. But another thing specifically we do is we do empress shout outs. So within Origin, our members are called empresses because everyone is running an empire of some kind or another, even if it's the empire of their home and family. And we do spontaneous empress spotlights within our community to celebrate in gratitude for the kind of women who have chosen to be part of this community. And they're pop up, they're not expected, and the women who are going to be spot lighted do not know it's coming and it's just like this spontaneous love bomb and i love reading them i love celebrating the women and being in gratitude for the women who are there and then the second thing that we do is from time to time we do a pop-up thread of an empress shout out thread and this is my all-time favorite because what it is is we Ask the empresses to shout out another empress who she's found inspiring, who's answered her question, who she's met up with in person, where they've done business together, something like that. And that thread is incredible because I just realize, you know, we've created a portal and a community, but the women have created the richness and the depth and all those connections have nothing to do with me and nothing to do with the team and so to give our empresses an opportunity to shout out gratitude for one another is so beautiful and it creates really strong bonds within the community and also p.s it creates customer retention Because when we are encouraging our members to do business together, to connect in real life, to create actual strong bonds, they're going to want to stay members of the community because that's been their connection point. So we do it because it feels good, but it's a secondary benefit of it's good for customer retention. Nice. Those are some specifics in our business for how we use gratitude. Do you have any other specifics, hon? Cause I, we've got a bunch from real life. I mean, not real life, not the business is not real life, life, but personal life.
1: Yeah. No, I, it's, I feel even building off kind of what you said with origin, like I was at lunch with my buddy and it, it, I think it's not shaming people if they have different thoughts or philosophies as well. It's to be grateful. I, I just finished this, the new vanity fair magazine that's changed actually since the guy that's been running it forever left. And he retired, and this woman is the new, I can't remember her name, but she's the new editor-in-chief. And they really changed it. Like, the next issue was Big Time Difference. Oh, well, I can't
0: wait to read it.
1: So, but the the Kendrick Lamar, um, he's a rapper from basically, Com- he was raised in Compton, California. And he was talking about how a lot of his boys still, like, because he grew up like 11 o'clock at night, there's shooting going on outside, and like this is what he rapped about, and drugs, and all this stuff. And he's become this, he won a Pulitzer Prize for, I forget what he wrote a Pulitzer Prize for, but basically, and then he did the Black Panther album, basically produced the thing. And he was just talking about how he's like, I don't, he's like, I'm grateful for my team because he's known people that are working with him pretty much his whole life, like his boys from childhood and he has other people that are still running the you know they still operate like they're living in compton right and they're not and he's like i've only been in this world of like this music success for like eight or nine years right but for 20 years previously i was living in this place where so it's like i don't expect them to stop you know it's like over time you adapt like kind of what i'm talking about even right now with you know, it's like reading the, the gratitude post from our team and it's the same, it's changing the mentality and reprogramming oneself to what the new reality is. Right. And so I think that as he's talking about, if that doesn't come natural for someone, you can't like beating them up about it or being harsh to them is not helpful to anyone. It's not helpful to you or me or the company or the team that you're running. And I just thought that was great. What Kendrick Lamar was writing about, you know, just saying like, he's like, these are the way the boys grew up. You know, it's like, this is what we've known. And this is what happens on an everyday life living in Convent, California. But I'm not, it's like, I'm not going to live that way anymore. Right. And so he's changing and adapting to what's the new role for him. And then his, probably his fellow peeps will, like his homies he was calling them are basically going to adapt to that down the line as well and i feel like that's the same with even the guys that i'm hanging out with now it's like last night yesterday i had lunch with a buddy of mine and we were talking about right now in the diversity as an asset course it was like follow five people over the course the homework last week was to follow five people that you don't normally follow so i've been following like Breitbart News and Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson all these people from Fox News and you know all these different websites and I've been watching some doc series on these things and all this stuff and and he goes he like looked at me and we were talking about uh, my buddy and I were talking about this and he comes from Texas and he's from Texas and he goes you know it's just a hardcore red state and he goes just imagine if the patriarchy was kind you know and like cared imagine what that would look like differently like let's say nothing else changes besides just like They're still white men in control, but they were kind to people, and like how the world would be operating in a much different format, you know. And of course, it's all changed, right? That's it's not going to be the reality in the future of what we currently sit in now. But I just like it is. It's opening, and he said when he started his relationship, he just said that his philosophy was that he his. It was so many people do where he was always right. So basically like his wife was just going to listen to whatever he said. Like this was his, his attitude and this is how his programming was. And I was like, what shifted? Like what changed? Because I'd never thought that with you and me. Like there was always... I'm
0: pretty sure we wouldn't be married no. if that had ever been part of because your psyche.
1: <laughs> it was never a thought for me. Like even being in relationships period, there was always a partnership. You know, it's like, even before Kate and I were together, I always thought that there was two people in this thing. Like, I don't know of all the answers, right? It's like, I learned young, like at a, in my twenties, basically it was like, well, women give birth. So they actually have more power than I do. Cause I don't create life. Like it was just this philosophy I was taught. And it's because I always surrounded myself. I always felt like with a diverse group of people, you know, it's like, there wasn't always just like hanging out with one group of people for me and, So it was funny, like we were having this conversation and he was telling, I was like, wow, like why I haven't heard that, but he said, and he's like, it just changed. Like one day his wife was just like, I don't like the way you do this. And it was, and I'm not going to go into details about it, but, and he was like, well, I don't like the way you do that either. So he got defensive about it, but he was like, well, what if I just gravitate a little bit towards what she said and let's try something different it was opening up and now it's just like he actually treats it like an it's equal partnership you know and it's his whole life has been better and it's experiencing gratitude for the other person's perspective and what they're doing but i'm like yeah but how many guys still think like that you know it's like there's so many so many it's so many and it's so shocking it's It's very shocking when
0: i when i so there's this guy in portland i mean this is just such a simple example of sexism but there's this guy in portland we were chatting with him we were talking about how it's a problem that people aren't learning basic life skills. And they're in the trades in general, like we're running out of electricians and plumbers and people who can fix stuff. Mm-hmm. Those professions are declining. And he was, he goes, yeah, I mean, you know, boys growing up aren't, there's not shop class anymore. And for girls, they're not learning to cook anymore. There's no home ec. And I was like, um hold the phone this guy in his 30s i was like why can't little boys be learning to cook and why can't little girls be learning to fix things that is one of the most wildly sexist comments i've ever heard and he was like he was like he was just like oh he was a little shocked
1: he i don't i mean honestly i don't think he ever thought of it another way i know because the the facial expression on him he was not like it's, he wasn't doing it to be I don't think he was doing it to be offensive. No. Right? He was just like
0: most of the yeah. time people who are being prejudiced or yeah. sexist, racist, yeah. you know, homophobic, they aren't doing no. it to be unkind. Because no. that's what but implicit, you look around. That's what implicit bias you is. You
1: look around this neighborhood. He was
0: wearing his implicit bias yes, on was. his forehead.
1: <laughs> but like right now, we, we were the fifth house that we occupied out of twenty six homes in our neighborhood. Yeah. And we've been watching homes go up over the course of the past year we moved into our house about a year ago and every morning penelope's like the guys are going to show up because there is no there's I've been one woman that two. was a painter you know maybe and two there, women it's mainly men working and building these homes yeah. you know electricians plumbers like every trades that enter yeah. this neighborhood is predominantly there's been two women that i've seen one was a painter and one was uh i think an electrician or a carpenter or something. Uh-huh. But it is, it, yeah, I know. it's know. My really... mom was
0: like, your girls should really become electricians or plumbers. We really need more of those. And I was like, I mean, if they want to, I would completely support that. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be a different mm-hmm. time. I asked time Penelope this there.
1: morning. I said, do you want to build a house? She goes, no, 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 no. I don't build. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> she's,
1: oh my God, she's, she's so, funny. so funny. But uh, um, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so
0: anyway, back to gratitude because we've we've sidelined into sexism. Back to gratitude. It is really true, though. I think that living in the true spirit of gratitude means being open to other people's perspectives and ideas, just like what you said, Mike. We're not making people wrong for believing something different, and really opening our hearts and minds to people who have been raised differently, who think differently, who have different perspectives, because. You know, being just grateful for the wide variety of life experiences because when we encounter somebody who thinks differently or who feels differently, it's an opportunity for learning f- for us. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, well, they're wrong, they're bad because the way I think is the only way, instead of coming from a place of gratitude, like when you feel grateful, it automatically creates an opening. It just feels open versus. I don't know what the opposite of gratitude is, but
1: not being grateful, know,
0: ungrateful, ungrateful. Yeah, <laughs> When you're ungrateful and just disappointed and mad and whatever, it really creates a feeling of closure. And I think what we really need right now is more opening that feeling mm-hmm. of gratitude. And so yep. how we use it in our daily life, just personally to keep ourselves on the path of gratitude is at the dinner table, we do grace every night, and grace in our family is just talking about things—not just, but is talking about things that we're grateful for from the day. Penelope sometimes participates and sometimes doesn't; it just depends on her mood. We don't make her, but we do do grace whether she's participating or not. And then, usually halfway through dinner, she'll just all of a sudden start going, "I grateful." Soren, May. <laughs> she starts, she starts naming off, off her friends are... from Wal. I gave for Walter, <laughs> naming off the kids from her daycare, which is so cute. And she'll name off all sorts of things that she'll get into her gratefuls. So we do it that way. And then before bed, Mike and I both talk about what we're grateful for. We each say three things we're grateful for. And the idea with gratitude, um, there's a great book called Sean Acor called The Happiness Advantage. And he talks about some data that shows actually the positive psychology benefits of gratitude, but specifically listing gratitudes in a gratitude journal that that we don't do. I don't personally do a gratitude journal, but I do it verbally with Mike, that they need to be specific. not So not just like, I'm grateful for life or I'm grateful for marriage, but like, I'm grateful for the way you hugged me when I walked in the door. So it needs to be specific and it needs to be different than the gratefuls you said. Because I give good hugs. You do give good. You're a great hugger. I'm grateful for that. (laughs) But it needs to be different than the gratefuls from the day before. So they need to be distinct and specific. And that is how you get the Mm -hmm. positive Mental health benefits and the positive happiness benefits, which I thought was kind of an interesting, interesting data. That's cool. So we do three before bed, and if we're not together, we text them to each other.
1: Yep, we've pretty much been doing that for a couple of years now.
0: Oh, I think at like least maybe five, five
1: years. years, almost. I every... think we started
0: doing we... it because we saw Sean Acor speak at the Usana convention.
1: Is that right? Is yeah, that and I think that it? was
0: in like 2013. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So we do, and then we also do.
1: Journaling. The five-year journal? Is that what that thing's called? What's that thing? That little book? You fill it out before you go to sleep?
0: You do that. I don't do it.
1: Yes, you do. For the girls?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do the mom's one line a day journal. Oh,
1: it's mom's one. You have one that's one line a day, but then they came out with a general one called like one line a day. Right. That's not for... So I fill it out for I fill one thing that was fun about Ruby or Penelope that day. Or I just say, like, you gave mom a really hard time today, you know, or whatever, depending what went on for each one of them. So that's kind of just closing it out where then we can think back to we've talked about this before on the podcast, but look back at a year from now because we forget those things. It's like, oh, remember when this happened? Amazing
0: because I have three years now. I'm, I'm on the third year for Penelope's book. I have one for Ruby and one for Penelope and so like last night i got to look through what was happening when in penelope's first year and in her second year and in her third year on this day and it's really cool each night to sort of look back on how far we've come Mm -hmm. which automatically generates gratitude because when we look back at how far we've come you can't help but feel grateful right for the contrast now abraham hicks talks about the difference between gratitude and appreciation they actually say that appreciation has a higher vibration. If you look at the emotional guidance scale, that appreciation has a higher, sorry, just passing the baby, vibration. We're so wet. Yeah, she's drooling so much. There's a lot, there's teething happening here. You want to talk? And that appreciation, so gratitude is sort of like more about contrast. So I'm grateful that, you know, we're living in this house after- Not having enough space for so long would be a grateful versus appreciation would just be more like this house really suits our needs. So does that make sense? Gratitude Mm -hmm. is more in comparison to something and appreciation is more appreciating the thing for just what it is alone. I think this is a bit of a semantic play and like who really cares at the end of the day. But I just thought I'd mention it because no, it's I, interesting. I
1: think it's just like a place to start. Both are like, valuable. Right? So Both are valuable. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where you think about, um, let's break it all down into all the possible details that exist before we begin. The, I, the biggest thing is just kind of think about on a daily basis. This guy, Sean King, that I follow on Instagram, he said his wife and a number of the people that follow him said, it would be great if you spent a whole day just talking about like things that you love because all of his posts are about activism, basically. And so it's about just posting about things that you actually appreciate and love. It's because a lot of it is about, you know, an unarmed black guy getting shot by the cops, you know, and it's just, it's constant, which happens every single day in the news because it's reality and real. And so it's been just changing that. And he was like, okay, I'm going to try to do that from now on. And for, and it, it's for us too, it's to, it's reprogramming our own minds as or at least for me as we shared on this podcast it's on a daily basis to be grateful for and joanna gaines because i'm reading their chip and joanna gaines book
0: the magnolia story. the
1: magnolia story she was talking about how she used to freak out god it was so much like m- myself her, her kids got she put whites she bought a couch that had white slip covers with four children right and then she was just we like, have
0: a couch with white slip covers we with have, two children
1: <laughs> we have all white couches in our house with all white furniture but she found little handprints on it one day and just freaked out because she needed everything to be perfect all the time so she would clean her house constantly all day long and she's writing about this in her book and then finally realized one day when the slip cover had these little handprints on it and was she just it like clicked in her head was like these aren't going to be here for much longer you know it's like appreciate this moment like who cares if there's handprints on the couch it's being great and then she would go and she goes even if i had to stay up an extra 30 to 45 minutes later at night to clean the house i'm not going to clean it during the day anymore i'm just going to let it do its thing we're going to take it from how it goes and then just appreciate the times with my kids And it's been very interesting for me to change that thought even about like moving into our house because we've been trying to wanting to do finish off this room in the basement and getting anybody to call me back is like pulling teeth. So it's like from a construction standpoint. So I was getting very worked up about it and it's being appreciative for what we have at this moment in time and just let the little things go where it's like, okay, this is one thing it's teaching me about taking care of my health to relax about it and not get all been out of shape and be grateful for what because i could just die tomorrow and then it's like who cares if the basement's finished right and right ruby
0: well i think what that gratitude that? is one of the best ways to stay present as s- well
1: you want to say hi you want gonna say hi to all the people
0: no no she's not but to just to be in gratitude for what's going right is one of the best pl- ways to not miss your life because a lot of life rushes by and you realize you weren't even there for it But if you're constantly remaining in the practice of gratitude, now, this doesn't mean, listen, when life is hard, like last week's episode of the podcast was not a particularly grateful episode. Like life was hard. It was just hard. And I do think there's huge value in just admitting and talking about when things are hard, but not staying there. So... You know right. if you're in a hard time you don't have to jump to gratitude right away you can just be like i'm in it this is hard yes you know like so i think sometimes we can spiritually bypass the lesson by just jumping right mm-hmm. out of the muck into gratitude and then you don't get the depth of the lesson instead of just being like this is really sucky i'm really fully experiencing the feeling of you know anger or fear or sadness or whatever however gratitude can be a great tool if we have been in one of those places of depression or sadness or whatever for too long to move us into the next level of kind of personal evolution. So speaking of which, Ruby is ready to move on to the next level of personal evolution and end this podcast. So I would just ask you right now to think about something that's working in your life and something that you're grateful for. And if you wanna go ahead and check out my Instagram feed or Mike's Instagram feed for the post on this episode, share with us in the post what are what is something you're grateful for and make it specific um, and make it something new that you haven't really talked about that you're grateful for because that is going to make you significantly happier than saying generalized things that you always say you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Like your health. Not to say not to be grateful for your health, but can you get more specific?
1: Like what's one aspect of your health that you're grateful for? Like your legs work. Right. You know, like you can walk or... there was somebody
0: so we have this book called crispy bacon which is a book about a little pig i know it's an awful name and i am just apologizing i don't know the guy who has this pig named him crispy bacon it wasn't my choice
1: it's chris p Bacon. bacon
0: so this pig his hind legs do not work work. and so he has this little cart it's a hay house children's book that was put out he has this little cart with wheels it's like a little piggy wheelchair and he walks with his front legs and then his back legs are wheeled on the cart and so ever since i read the book to penelope and we talked about you know some people or and some animals are born with different you know they're differently abled and i guess actually disabled is is a like that's the term that is fine so now Penelope's occasionally going around the house suddenly having a meltdown falling to the ground saying her legs don't work. I'm like, "Oh, gee.
1: <laughs> she wants wheels." Anyway, she's
0: I said, "Do you need a little car?" Said, "Yes, yeah. I do." So she's practicing that. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. Cuz
1: I said your legs oh, yeah, work. Cuz I read something for our the other day right where they were in a car accident and they were, there was somebody that said that they were <laughs> grateful for their legs working because there was a time that they weren't going to. Yeah. you know and so that just popped in my head but yeah it's just like being my eyes i can see you know it's like what because we take it granted for a lot of these to be fully able-bodied and those
0: of us who are able able-bodied.
1: able-bodied and sometimes it's like oh i take advantage of my vision you know or well take i mean granted that's response. the thing right when
0: you get sick suddenly right. like why did i not appreciate all day yesterday when yeah. i felt great mm-hmm. <laughs> You know and it's true so, so um so today i appreciate how great i feel and i appreciate that miss ruby only woke up at midnight and four we had an awesome night of sleep didn't we Ruby? i appreciate you honey and your openness to being willing to grow
1: i appreciate the love fest so keep it coming licia i know you're gonna listen
0: <laughs> all right thanks everybody <laughs> bye